and the outer court, which is the physical tabernacle that is held in. Are y'all following me? Amen. So when God was showing Moses this, I don't want to get ahead of myself, God was showing him the way he made man. And we're going to prove that here in a minute through the word of God. But first I want you to understand, I need you to go to Exodus 3, verse 2 through 5. Amen. Exodus 3, verses 2 through 5. Are we there? Are we there? And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. The angel of the Lord here being the Holy Spirit of God. And and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a what? Flame of fire. Out of the midst, the center of a bush. And he looked and behold, and the bush burned with fire, but the bush wasn't burned up. Now wait a minute. This bush was what we call a thorny bush or a bramble bush. We're trees of righteousness through Christ, right? Or bush. Bush is a tree, right? Mm-hmm. But the bush, the tree, the man was on fire. He was like, <laughs> you in there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You in there. Mm-hmm. Now, what Moses was seeing when he saw the burning bush was a reflection of himself with God's flame burning in him. Amen? That's what he saw. Ain't got nothing to do with no bush out there. He said, no, this is going on in here. All right. All right. I'm going to prove that to you. Now, he takes, and in verses 3, Exodus 3, 3, please. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight while the bush is not burnt. Give me the next verse. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the midst of himself. Somebody say, myself. Myself. Uh Uh-huh. And said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Next verse. And he said, draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. In other words, in order to enter in, you got to take off the shoes that we're walking in to hear what God is saying. Okay? All right, all right, all right. But another thing that we've got to understand is this, is that God didn't speak to Moses until Moses took his eye off what he was doing and started paying attention to what was going on with him and God, who he didn't know what was going on at the time, but he turned his view from what he wanted to what was going on over here. And then God began to speak to him. Amen? Y'all follow me? 
Now, to show you that the burning bush ain't nothing but man being set on fire by the Holy Spirit, let's go to Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, verse 1. Uh, chapter 1, verse 7. Hebrews, verse, chapter 1, verse 7. Watch this. And the angels, and of the angels, he say, who maketh his angels, what? But what does he make his ministers? A burning bush. You got it? Everybody understanding what's going on here? Because we're trees of righteousness and a bush is a tree. Right? And we are of that sinful nature because that bush that was burning was a thorny bush, meaning that it had sin in it. Amen? Every man got sin in him. If you breathing, you sinning. That's a word to the self-righteous. Who think they got it all going on? No, you don't. You ain't nowhere near it. So just hum it down and be cool and it's all going to be all right. So we've established the fact that the burning bush was simply man being set on fire by God. Amen. And God begins to speak to us because God be burning in us for a long time. But until we take our eyes off what we're doing and turn toward what he is trying to tell us, we can't hear what he got to say. Am I right about it? So what God does is, is now he takes this thing and in Exodus 25, go there. We're going to get on into the meat of it now. We're going to probably just stay right down here and teach you. Exodus 25, verses 1 and verses 2. Are we there? Everybody there? The Word of God says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering. Amen? Mm-hmm. A sacrifice. Of every man that giveth it, what kind of way? He don't want it if you ain't giving it. He don't want us if we're not willing to give ourselves to him. Because he's not going to make us come to him. Of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, ye shall take my offering. He's telling Moses, Moses, don't take nothing from anybody who don't want to give it. Throw it out there. Whosoever will, let them come. Just throw it out there. Just like we do at House of Destiny. It's offering, tithing, and offering time. If you want to give, you give. If you don't, you don't. We still love you the same. Ain't nobody ever beating nobody over no head for no money up in here. But we don't never go without. Ain't nobody going hungry up in here. All the bills being met, praise God. You know. Not by our might, that's for sure. <laughs> now, Exodus 25, verses 8. Because he's going to do something from verses 3 
to verses 7, see, he's doing some collecting. I ain't even going to get into that because we're going to get into it anyway. But he's collecting some stuff. And the stuff that he is collecting all have spiritual essence to it. Now watch what God does in verse 8. And let who? Somebody say it again. And let, give me verse 8 up there where they can see it. Them. He didn't say let Moses. Put that scripture up there, son. Exodus 25 verse 8. Because we're going to be rolling down through there. Put it up there. Now, the Bible says that, and let them, that's all of them, make me a sanctuary. Everybody got to make it. That I may do what? Among them. Amen. Next verse. Verse 9. According to all, this is important right here, DC. This is where we mess up. And me and me too. Probably worse than anybody in there. According to all that I show thee, after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall ye make it, because he's showing Moses how he made man. And see, when we take shortcuts, we blow. See, this tabernacle is man. The Bible says we're the tabernacle of God. That's what the word of God says. Next scripture. Verse 10. And they shall make an ark. Here we go. Notice he said, now you make me a sanctuary, right? That's what he said in verse, what, 8? Now he's telling them what he want to go in that sanctuary. This is the first thing that he's telling him to build. And they shall make an ark. The ark is the spirit and presence of God in us. Amen. He say now, and they shall make an ark. Notice what it's made of, shittim wood. You know why it's made of shittim wood? Because that word shittim there means firm chastisement. Will not God chastise our butt? Firm chastisement. So that spirit that's inside of us has a mechanism of firm chastisement. How many people ever had their butt foot by God? Amen. Everything in here. Amen. See, you don't have to raise your hand. If I get mine whooped, I guarantee you, you get yours whooped. Next verse. Or oh, the same verse. Put it back up there. You should make an art of shittim wood. Shittim wood. Two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and the cubit and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof, and a cubit and a half the height thereof. What in God's what is he talking about? What is he talking about? We're making man. We're making the spirit first in him. But what is he talking about when he's talking about these cubits and stuff? What in this length and this breath? What is he talking about? Explain to me. Give me some revelation, some knowledge. A cubit is 18 inches. Two cubits is what? 18 and 18. 36. 36. 
Add half a cubit, nine more. What you got? Forty-five, right? Now, what you do is you add four plus five. And what you got? What hour did Christ die? The Christ did man. So that length, which means the love of Christ in us as we build this spirit, it has to be the length of the love of Christ himself. Amen? And a cubit and a half is the breadth thereof. The breadth here means the holiness of God. Now, you count a cubit. What's cubit? 18 inches, I told you, right? Add nine more. Half, because it got a half on it too, right? What you got? 27, right? So add two plus seven, and what you got? You got nine again, the Christ advance. So our holiness when we build this thing has to be as the holiness of Christ because he said, be ye holy because I'm holy. Ain't that what he said? Book of Peter? Amen. Mm-hmm. Put it back up there. And a cubit and a half is the height, which is the height of his glory. Now, that's enough. That equals out a cubit and a half equals out to Christ at man again. 27, 18 plus 9 is 27. 2 plus 7 is 9. Christ at man. So the glory has to reach of that spirit in us has to reach that height of Christ also. Amen? So that's what he's telling him there as he's building this thing. And it's what he's telling us as we're building this thing. Amen? Now give me the next verse. Because I got to teach this. And thou shalt overlay it with pure gold because pure gold represents the purity of the spirit. And we're dealing with the spirit now. This is what we're making. Amen? It's inside and outside. This thing got to be overlaid with pure spirit, pure gold. And shall make upon it a crown of gold round about. When I looked up and investigated that particular crown of gold, it means a wrestling ring. Do we not wrestle with spiritual wickedness and the darkness of the rulers of this world, principalities, powers. That's what the book says. So, inside of this spirit is a wrestling mechanism because God knew that we were going to be wrestling with these higher authorities. Amen? Mm -hmm. Y'all found it? So all this stuff is built in. Next verse. I'm just going to go on down through it. We're going to get on, get it done. And thou shalt cast four rings of gold for it. Talking about the ark, that spirit. Four rings of gold. Four represents totality. So this thing has to be totally spirit. The rings got to be pure spirit. Gold. And he said, put them in the four corners because it's got to be total spirit. Two rings will be on one side, two rings will be on the other side. Next verse. Next verse. And thou shalt make stars of what kind of wood? 
shite them wood, and overlay them with the spirit. Gold. The stones are there for strength to carry the ark. And it's made of the same thing that the ark is made of, shiden wood. Why? Because it's got a firm chastisement mechanism in it too. And if you touch it wrong, then you will be chastised, if not killed, as Uzziah. Y'all remember him? He touched it out of order. So we're the priests, right? And we're carrying the ark, which is the spirit of God inside of us, right? And while we're wrestling and while we're going through this life, we're there with our hand, our power, carrying this thing, holding on to it, right? Holding on to the spirit. But if we're holding on to it, And we're out of order. Things happen to us that wouldn't normally happen. Hopefully it's not to kill us at that time. It's to get us back in line. But there is a tolerance with God. There is. Put the next verse up there, son. And thou shalt put the stars into the rings by the side of the ark that the ark may be born or carried with them. All right? So we're carrying this thing around with the power and extended power of the Spirit that God gives us when we're saved. Amen? And that's what gives us the strength that we need to hold on. Those stars gives us the strength to hold on to what God is sending us through while we're down here in this earth. Next verse. And the stars, watch this, shall be in the rings of the ark, which is of the spirit, and they shall not be taken from it. Let me show you something else about that later at the end. But right now, while we're in this life, they're not to be taken out because we're going to need it to hold on to. Amen? Mm-hmm. We're going to need those stars to hold on to the Spirit. In other words, the New Testament said anchored. That's our anchoring. Put it like that. Next verse, 16. And thou shalt put into the ark the testimony which I give thee. Ten Commandments, budding of Aaron Rod, the resurrection, testimony of the resurrection, and the manna, which is the word of God, okay? Later on, the old manna was taken out. Wasn't no need for it. Christ had come. Mm-hmm. Next verse. So the testimony is already inside of that spirit we're building. In other words, God already knows the do's and don'ts of what he wants us to do or what he don't want us to do. Amen? I know. I, I, if y'all like me, you fail miserably at it, but at least we're trying, right? 
And thou shalt make a mercy seat. Thank, somebody say, thank God for mercy. Thank God for mercy. And thou shalt make a mercy seat of pure gold. That's from the Spirit. Now, in other words, too many people are in the church who won't give mercy and won't even give mercy to themselves. There's too many. But Jesus said, now where no mercy is given, won't be no mercy shown. Amen? Amen. So, he said, now, you're going to make a mercy seat of pure gold. Because he knew we were going to need a whole lot of mercy getting through this one. Huh? Yeah, you get through this life, you're going to need a whole lot of mercy daily. There you go with them two cubits in a half. Shall be the length. There it is. Same thing. Christ did. The level of Christ. So the mercy that he expects of us is of the same level of the mercy that Christ showed us. Mm. That's why he says, if you don't show no mercy, then I can't show you none. Mm -hmm. Next verse. We're almost done. And thou shalt make two cherubim, that's cherubim angels, of gold. They're pure spirit. Of beaten work, thou shalt make them in the two ends of the mercy seat. So what they do is see the spirit, mercy seat sits on top of it, and the two cherubim angels, everybody got two guardian angels. Amen? That's them. They protect the word of God in us. Amen. When everything else tries to. They protect us. And what they do is. If you look at that scripture. The next scripture. You'll see that their wings. Put that next scripture up there. You'll see that their wings are stretched forth toward heaven. Covering the mercy seat. That means that they're being instructed from above. And the cherub on the other end, even the mercy seat, you should make the cherubim on the two ends thereof. Verse 20. Verse 20. And the cherubim shall stretch forth their wings on high, covering the mercy seat with their wings, and their faces shall look one to another because they're in agreement with what's going on. Amen? She talked about that mule and that ox. You put them two together, you ain't going to get much done. You got to be in agreement, right? See, see, y'all might not remember what be said from the pulpit, but I do. I know what I say, and I know what being preached, too. That's my job. Put it back up there. And he said, and their faces shall look one to another toward the mercy seat. Uh-huh. Share the faces of the cherubim. Lord, help us if them cherubim stop looking at that mercy seat. Did you hear what I said? Suppose one of them get out of sync with the other and say, I'm not going to do it. We're in trouble. But thank God both of them got their wings, their intelligence is coming from above. And they're in sync with that. To give us mercy. Amen. Because did you not know that the mercy seat is where they, the priest dropped the blood, the high priest? Uh-huh. For the atonement. That's what it's for. So, our high priest 
is Jesus Christ, right? According to the Bible. But he's also our sacrificial lamb. <laughs> so him being high priest and him being the sacrificial lamb too, you see, his blood drops on that mercy seat constantly. And it infiltrates our soul. But we ain't building the soul today. We're building the spirit. That's all we're building today. I can go a lot deeper with this thing if I would. You know, I, you got to be able to catch it. I just want you to, to be able to catch what Moses, what God was showing Moses was how he made man. And what he's showing us is how he made us and how we are to allow him to do it. I'm not saying this is going to be easy. But I am saying before the end of the day of this life, God going to get us. He's going to get his man. It will be done his way. Next verse. And thou shalt put the mercy seat where? Above the ark. Because if it wasn't above the ark, the Spirit of God would kill us a long time. <laughs> I might get on up here on that one. The Spirit of God would have killed us a long time ago. Because in the Old Testament, he had to put a bow in the sky. To remind him not to kill us no more. Like that. And then he sent Christ. And now he got the blood. But there's something about that blood. That holds him back. You know why? Because that's his blood. That's God. Next verse. Where am I? 22. And he said in verse 22. This is. I got two more verses. And there I will meet with thee. Where? At the mercy seat. And I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat. Uh Uh-huh. From between. Not on the side of, but from between the two cherubim. The protectors of his word. And our angels that protect us. Which are upon the ark of the testimony. Of all things which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. You remember I was t- it said not to take those staves out of that ark? Y'all remember that? Second Chronicles 5, 9. I want you to see something because it changes. It changes. And here is hope. I never leave the church without giving God's people hope. Amen. Amen. Put certain chronicles up there, son. Look what they did. And they drew out the stars of the ark. That the ends of the stars were seen from the ark before the oracle, but they were not seen outside. And there it is. Unto this day. You know why? This is Solomon's temple. What we're talking about here. This is the one he built. Solomon had a higher degree of wisdom when it came to the upper realm. Solomon here is talking about the day when we won't be here no more. 
Moses, God told Moses, don't take it out. Don't take these stars out. Because we're going to need something to hold on to, Rev, while we're going through this madness. I don't know about y'all, but I am anyway. Because I've been like a spider, hanging on by three. But I'm still hanging. I'm still hanging. See, because spider web is strong. Stronger than you think. When we leave this earth, here's hope. Won't have to worry about holding on to the stars no more. We'll all be one, united. United in God. No need for the stars anymore because God Himself is going to be dwelling in us. Not His Spirit, which is Him, but we don't have the fullness like we're going to get it. The Bible says, as in Christ, so are we. Christ had the fullness of God in him. This whole thing is going to change. See, here's hope, church. That's why he said we have to set our affections on things above and not on things of the earth. Because the earth won't allow us to see the things that we need to see. Especially when we're going through. If we get caught up on what we're going through. I heard a preacher say this morning. He was right. Dr. Bell. And he was dead right. He said, people are always complaining about what they're going through or what they've been through, what they've been through, instead of thanking God that they made it through it. So I'm telling you, church, let's hang on. Just do the best you can because our rescuer will be. He's on his way. He's coming. He's coming. And it's speeding up fast. It's speeding up fast. Even people out here trying to make us extraterrestrials. That's God's job. When we leave here, he's going to be the one to do the changing in us. But we're trying to do God's job. See, see, just like they done created that fake Israel over there. That ain't the real one. That's why nobody don't like them. They know that ain't the real one. Those are devils. And Jesus told us. And I know I'm going to get some flack on there, but I don't care. Because Jesus already said that. I know y'all who claim to be Jews, but you of the synagogue of Satan. That's in the book of Revelation twice. Twice. They got that man-made Israel over there. But when the real Israel show up, good God Almighty, I said when the real Israel show up, you know, them 12 tribes that's been scattered throughout all the earth that the Bible talk about, when all of the, I'm talking about the real deal, Christ's army, the real one. That's why they don't want certain ones in there. Because they know that they're part of the real deal. If they come up in there, they're going to mess up our thing. Because our thing is about money. We want to rule stuff. You know. But when the real Israel show up, 
with our head, general, Jesus Christ, when he leap up from sitting right there beside his father, when his father say, go get my children. Ain't going to be no hesitation. And I'm telling you, it's coming fast. I'm telling you, it's coming fast. Because if you notice, a while back, I, I spoke a prophecy. This coronavirus. And I said, the next thing is coming is going to be coming from the air. I don't know if y'all remember that. I don't know if y'all been looking at the news lately. But all the news is talking about is UFOs. UFOs. They used to didn't do that. They tried to hide it from them. But all of a sudden, the thing is so prevalent now until they're putting it out there. They're putting it out there. See, it ain't going to be long. It ain't going to be long. I told y'all the next thing is going to be coming from the air. I can go back and pull it up. But y'all need to remember what the Lord is speaking to us up in here about. I do. I ain't living it all yet, but I'm trying. I ain't give up yet. Don't you give up either. Try it another day. And then after that one, try, try it another one. And then after that, try just keep on trying it another day. Don't you give up. Because Christ ain't going to give up on us. No matter what you're going through. And don't be so gullible to take all of this stuff that they're trying to throw at us and put in our bodies and all that. They put an old heart monitor on me the other day. And that thing started messing with me. what I do, brother? I snatched it all. And I said, I'm sending this thing back to y'all. Then they come telling Brendan, well, you know, they do that sometimes. Why didn't you tell me that in the beginning? What are you trying to do to me? You're trying to knock me off. Stress test done said that I'm cool. Okay, well, that's good enough for me. And then you put this old thing on me. I don't know what that thing is you got on me because it's biting on me. It's like it's shooting stuff in me or something. Oh, wait a minute. I'm... Yeah, I don't need no more electricity in me. I don't need no more. That thing was biting me, man. I told my old lady, I'm waiting to hear her answer. So I decided I'll just make my own mind up since it's on me. I snatched that thing off me, children. Got it off me. And now my it ain't doing what it was. You're trying to knock me off, see? <laughs> y'all have a good evening. God bless y'all. Come on up, baby. <laughs> you know what I feel me? <laughs> That's killing.